Welcome, Wildcat fans, to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Men's Hoops Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I am your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, we've got the Signpost's own Simon Mortensen. Simon, how are you doing on this fine day? Up in Boise, if I saw it right. It's a good day in Boise right now. We just got the women's team rolling through and going to the next part of the tournament. Yeah, watch that game and the women able, able to get the get the dub over Sac State. That would be three wins in a row this season against Sac State. Uh, pretty big dub. Um, so good for them. Uh, but then we've also got with us uh, Sean Lewis, who will be making the trip up to Boise later this week. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I love this time of year. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan first and foremost. And, and luckily, I have the resources and the availability to go up for the tournament. This will be my seventh or eighth tournament in a year in a row. I was actually able to make it up last year, too, as, as fans of the show know. So being able to get in on a pandemic year where fans weren't allowed in was kind of a, a cool way to get up there this or last year. But I'm excited to have fans back in the arena and, and get back up and, and uh, excited for my annual trip to Goldie's. If you know, you know. <laughs> Boise is a great town and uh, and Sean is right uh, if folks remember last year Sean was able to go up to the conference tournament and I uh, was able to do a little bit of coverage for Weber State weekly and so uh, he's going to be doing the same this year he's going to be partnering with uh, the signpost so we're hopefully going to be working that out with them and we'll be talking a little bit about each game at the end of the day so watch for some some interesting coverage from Sean Lewis from Boise on location this week when he finally makes his trip up to uh, up to the 208 so, folks, we're going to keep this one pretty short today. Um, we're talking about the conference tournament. Um, Wildcats lose to SUU in the final home game of the season, and that puts them in the four seed. Um, I don't want to talk about it. You, you guys want to talk about it? <laughs> nope. No. That, yeah, to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Wild, Wildcats made their bed. Now they have to sleep in it. Yeah, and so uh, I feel the same way. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the game against the birds. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the conference tournament. So we're going to go through each of these matchups, talk about where the Wildcats stand, and then also how we might potentially see the, the bracket shaking out because it's an interesting year, folks. We were talking about this before we started the show, about the fact that uh, really there are, there are a number of teams that really could make a run here. I mean, the, the Big Sky Conference this year has been very up and down. Nobody is dominating the league like we've seen in, in years past. And so... We're going to kind of see how things shake out, but we'll look at the bracket and kind of walk ourselves through it. And we'll talk about some of these matchups. But before we get into all that, I want to encourage everybody to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all great places to find Weber State Weekly. Uh, and if you would, please rate us. Ratings are key and important to climbing in the rankings of podcast uh, fandom and 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 clout, as it were. And so please, wherever you're listening to Weber State Weekly, be sure to give us a rating, give us a thumbs up so that we can find our way into the ears of many Wildcat fans, wherever they may be. We're also on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter, one of the best places to interact with the Weber State Weekly team, especially on game day. Uh, as the tournament gets going, uh, for those that don't make it up, we will likely be doing... Um, Twitter spaces, uh, if, if time allows, I know it's during the work week and so people may not be able to hop on. We'll just kind of see how things shake out. But uh, check out Twitter while we're doing it. And of course, we've got our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash weberstateweekly and uh, you can get in our Slack channel. We've got a game day chat there and we'll be talking about some things in there as well. So all good things. And then a shout out to our, our sponsor for this episode, Studio 98. If you're looking for a ring that isn't run of the mill, check out Studio 98. They're a local jeweler run by a fellow Wildcat and he's a former football player. And he loves the purple and white just as much as you and I do. So check out his website. It's studio98.com. That's studio, N-I-N-E, and the number 8.com. Check out their beautiful rings and uh, especially that Flying W special. It's on my finger right there, guys. Beautiful. Check it out. Studio98.com. All right, fellas. We did all the stuff. Now let's talk about this tournament. 
Um, like Sean Lewis, you said there, uh, Wildcats ended up losing on Saturday. And so that puts them in the four seed. The Wildcats have made their bed. And uh, and the matchup is... Dun, 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 it's Montana. Um, Brett Hine had a stunning statistic on Twitter after the game was over on Saturday. In the last 13 conference tournaments, the Wildcats will have faced the Grizz nine times. Any guesses on what that record is in those eight games that have been played? I believe I saw it was one in seven. It is one in seven. The Wildcats have won just one game against the Grizz in the last 13. uh, Well, really the last eight conference matchups that they've seen them in. It will be nine on on Thursday next week. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, And that, that one win was luckily in the 2016 conference championship game, which sent the Wildcats to the dance to face Xavier and became the last, that was the last time the Wildcats won the conference championship. So guys, let's start with that matchup because there's nobody feeding into it. It's the four or five matchup. It is what it is. It is a second round by for the Wildcats. So they will not play on Wednesday, uh, but they will play on Thursday. And so I don't know, guys, what do you, uh, what do you think about that one? Um, how are you feeling about the Grizz? Because the Grizz have not been great either. They've had their ups and downs, um, but we know what the track record is. Talk to me. Go ahead, Simon. Well, um, I think one thing that we always got to bring up, we were talking about it last week as well. Montana gets a little bit better in the postseason. It's happened every single year. And we know, like, we know coming into this that they've underperformed. This is like the Kansas City Chiefs were in football this year, where, you know, you saw that record and you were like, oh, that doesn't actually represent the team that they are. This is kind of the same thing with that Montana team. You know what you're going to get every night. Um, hard thing for the Wildcats is they are on um, – they're kind of coming down a little bit, especially after that loss right there. You can see so many flaws right there. Um, one thing, you know, you had so many turnovers. I think it was like, what, 14 that night that you had against um, SUU. And then um, but you had four guys score over 10 points. Um, there's no reason you should be losing any game when someone four people score over 10 points. And I guess we're getting back into that SUU game. But that's one thing right there is um, it's got to be all all about ball control. You can't make mistakes against Montana. You can't make these these types of mistakes against Montana, or you know they're going to beat you out and they're going to they're going to play it out. So they'll wait till you make those. So you just got to play perfect basketball against them. John Lewis, your uh, your take here, man, on, uh, on this, this four or five matchup. This is a challenge coin that I happen to have, um, and in this matchup, I think you could flip it. And that would be more accurate than me trying to predict who's going to win this game. Um, Weber went up to Montana. We lost 74, 72 on a last second buzzer beater uh, up there. Uh, Weber wins in Ogden on the return trip, 80 to 75, but Simon hit the nail on the head. This is uh, Montana is Weber state kryptonite. We all, Mm -hmm. we all know it. We all know that for whatever reason, Montana makes adjustments that the wildcats don't. Um, Travis DeCure is on the record of saying that he coaches and recruits to play against Weber State. This is the game of the year for them. Um, I think they have some uh, motivation um, to Montana has a little bit more motivation to win um, because of the uh, results of the brawl of the wild. I think they split that this year against Montana State. Am I correct on that? Yeah, they um, did and they won and, convincingly. And they want Dalton. the rubber. Yeah. And, and, and so I think Montana comes in with the attitude that that the Wildcats are just a, 
a speed bump on the, on that rematch against Montana state, where I think uh, the Grizzlies feel like they match up really well against the Bobcats and, and they have an easy way into the finals. If, if I'm Montana, that's how I look at that pass. Um, Weber, if I'm Weber, I'm looking at this and saying, gosh, we got to play a crypt tonight and then we got to play the best team in the conference. And, and I don't know. And, and so my question back to you guys is, um, Weber has not done well in the conference tournament in the last three years. Um, at what point do results matter? I mean, I, I'm the king of the of saying that a regular season Big Sky Conference doesn't matter. It's all about three days in Boise in March, right? Yeah. And Weber has not done well on those three days in Boise in March, the last three or four seasons. And I don't know, at some point you've, you've got to get over this hump. It sucks that we always have to play Montana, but not to beat a dead horse. The Wildcats have not have not made the taken advantage of the opportunities they've had presented to them this season. They've laid eggs in the big games where they could separate themselves. All you had to do was beat Southern Utah on Saturday. You beat Southern Utah and and you're on the other side of the bracket where you don't face Montana until a potential title game. You don't face Montana State until a potential title game. And they couldn't do it. So, um, I, I again, the, this is where the Wildcats find themselves. It's unfortunate. Um, but I think I think this is a really good four or five matchup. I mean, this is the this is your your typical four or five matchup where both teams are, are so even that it, it's hard to see differences between them. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, Sean. Like you said, if had the Wildcats taken advantage of opportunities presented to them, they would be on the other side of the bracket, and that would mean that they would potentially face a Northern Colorado in the semis. If you can get past a hot shooting Northern Colorado team like they did in Greeley, um, then you're on to the final and uh, you get the, the the winner of Montana, SUU, Montana State, whatever happens over there, right? And yeah. so the other but, side of the bracket but, is far more favorable. We, we can't talk about that because that's not what happened, right? Right, right? right now, we're on the Montana, Montana State. You know, the path is clear. I, I'm, I'm always saying that the Montana road trip is the, is the hardest, most difficult road trip in the big sky conference. And, and that's what we've got. We've got to go sweep the Montana road trip. It's at a neutral site, but look, I've been to every conference tournament that they've had since they went neutral site in Reno. Um, I think this is our seventh neutral site conference tournament and uh sixth or seventh. I can't remember exactly when they, when that went, but, but the fact of the matter is, the the team's fans that show up is Montana. I guarantee you on sure Thursday, do. that will be a Montana home game. Guaranteed. So whatever happens, it, it's just as bad as like you're playing in Dahlberg. You, you've got to go. You've got to put the, put the crowd out of your head. This is a road game for the Wildcats. It may be being played in Boise, but this is definitely going to be a road game. I hope the Wildcat fans show up. I hope the faithful are there, but it's been my experience that Montana usually outnumbers Weber fans two to one. Um, and that's when we were the number one team in the conference, let alone the number four. Yeah, that's, um, that's definitely an interesting point with that. Um, you know, you, you can see that, um, you know, home court advantage and everything play into that tournament, especially um, one thing that I was going to bring up too, cause you were just bringing up like when do results matter? Um, and I, I was just toying with that in my head because this is a team that, 
is basically the senior transfer team. Like, and these seniors, yep. have done, like we've had Kobe McEwen, we've had JJ Overton, we've had this, like Dante Bassett, and they've all done a, a phenomenal job. Um, but one of the things that you kind of get when you have a player that's been around for a long time with team, like I'm going to take it back to women's softball. Like we have a lot of good veterans on that team. We've got Faith Ho and Lauren Ho, and that's the thing. They keep winning these conference championships, conference oh, no, no Chloe Camarero? Come on, bro. Chloe Camarero, sorry. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> My mind's just spitting off right now. But yeah, you you, you can kind of see like um, these are players that have played with Coach Amico in a long time. Yeah. And they played with his team a long time. I think there's a difference between just a senior and a senior who's been with the team for a while. And, you know, you're going to get that same, you're going to get a good skill set in when you get these transfers in. Um, but it's someone who knows the coach as well as the coach knows the coach, who knows the playbook as well as the coach knows the playbook. Um, and I think that's one thing that, you know, you get that within four years. Um, you're just a lot stronger in those times in the playoffs when you know what you need to do. Um, I think it's going to be interesting when we see Dylan Jones as a senior. Um, I really do, because I think he's going to be a big leader for the team. And I think it's one of those things when you just have that senior experience right there. I think he's going to lead us to the conference championship, just like Joel Bowling boy did. And yeah, so that's kind of my take on that right there. Well, it's a good point, Simon. I'm, you know, looking at, at volleyball this last season, uh, you had, you know, the conference leader in, in assists, um, it, in Ashland Power, who had played with the team for years, was, you know, one of the most prolific players to ever put on the jersey, not just at Weber State, of course, but within the conference, who had played all those years with Coach Jeremiah Larson. And like you said, knew the playbook and knew how to run an offense just as well as Coach Larson did. And so that that means something, right? Whereas opposed to talented seniors. But I think that the, the thing that this team, that I, I'm less interested in, senior leadership in this team. And I'm more interested about continuity with this team, right? We've seen that people have over and over again said that the Wildcats are the most talented team in the, in the big sky conference. And I think that we would all agree with that, that they are. Now we look at JJ Overton, Kobe McEwen, Dante Bassett, um, like this group of guys that we have, you know, that have transferred in plus guys that we've, you know, homegrown like Dylan Jones and, you know, we'll see some probably some Michael Kozak minutes and some of these younger guys, too, like Alex Chu, who are, you know, still working through some stuff. But we've got some guys who have that talent. They have that ability, but it's just can they put it all together? Right. Like that's the thing that we struggled to see from this team is can they put it all together? And like Sean has said, it all comes down to three days in Boise. And if this team can find their legs, if they can find that swagger that they had in January in these three days in Boise, they're in for a, a really good potentially opportunity. Because the thing is this, should the Wildcats make it through Montana, you you would likely face Montana State. Now the Wildcats beat Montana State earlier in the season. They split with both of these teams on this side of the bracket. Um, and so it's not like they couldn't beat them. They have done the thing. But can they do it in Boise? Because like Sean said, I think that not only will the Gri the Grizz always travel well, but with the excitement around Montana state sports in general, this season playing in the national championship game for the Bobcats, you know, they've got a great men's basketball team. They have the number two seat on the women's side of the bracket and, uh, and, and, and a great player in Darian white among others, like they've had a lot of success. And I think that Bobcat fans in general are really, really jazzed about what they have. So I would not be surprised to see a bunch of Bobcat fans. Should the Wildcats find their way into the semifinal against the Bobcats? Should they make it through? I, I agree. Their, their round. So it's a couple of road games before. He, and then, and then you still have to play in a final game against, you know, 
Northern Colorado or SUU. I mean, who knows? So, so let's talk about the last five years of, of Weber State basketball in the Big Sky Tournament. Last year, lost to Montana on Thursday in the quarterfinals. Uh, two years ago in the conference tournament that was uh, canceled due to COVID, uh, they actually did play because it's the only time Weber has played on a Wednesday. They were the eighth seed. They lost to Sacramento State on, on the Wednesday play-in games. Uh, the year before that, they lost to Montana in the semifinals. The year before that, they lost to Northern Colorado in the Thursday games, the quarterfinals. Yep. Those two games were blowouts. I mean, what those yep. two games were not close at all. Um, then they and, lost. And Northern uh, Colorado won the CIT that year. Yeah. And uh, uh, the year before that, it was a loss to North Dakota. I, you know, team never should have been in their conference, but that was in the finals. And then we beat in Montana overtime. in the finals the the year before uh and that north dakota game was was an epic game uh in reno uh remember that 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 drive home after the the conference tournament was was uh uh just awful so this this will be the seventh neutral site conference tournament and as i talked before weaver won the very first one and they haven't made it uh to the semifinals um they've only made it to the semifinals twice in the last six years I mean, that's not what Wildcat fans expect. It's not what I expect anyway. Yeah. So, Sean, just just so that I can make sure, the 2019 year was a semifinal game against Montana. That's right, right? Because they had beaten Portland State in, in the second round. Is that how you have Yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's another good thing to point out there, Sean, is that since the, the tournament has moved to Boise, the Wildcats have not been in the final. They have not been able to put together and they have lost in the first round the last one, two, two years. Well, they've, we'll say they've been one and done because it's hard to say the first round because you have the Wednesday versus Thursday. Um, and so, um, and but they've been one and done in, in uh, one, two, three of the last four uh, tournaments that they've played in. So. Um, not a lot of success for the Wildcats in Boise. It has been a rough go. And so an opportunity for them to to maybe potentially, you know, figure it out and make a decent run. Because I think that honestly, if this team finds a way to make it through Montana and Montana State, who's the potential semifinal uh, matchup, you find yourself in the final. Um, it will be a dogfight, but there will be some swagger after having beaten those. Oh, teams. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that's exactly it. But, but I think we got to need to go to the bigger picture here. Um, and, and, you know, you control your own destiny, win, win in advance, survive in advance, however you want to talk about it. But I, I personally think this is going to be the craziest big sky tournament we have seen in a long time. For sure. In most instances. And again, I've been to every tournament that's been played, uh, since it went neutral site. I, usually the big sky is a, is a chalk league. You might have, I think North Dakota was the lowest seed. Um, they were, a uh, uh, that, uh, uh, won a title. I'd have, I'd have to go back and double check that, but usually it's, it's one, two, one, three. You're not getting a team from Wednesday. I'm willing to bet. And it's hard. It's hard. I'm willing to bet that a team that plays on Wednesday is in the semifinals this year. Oh yeah, I I hundred percent, and I think that that team is Ewu. Uh, that could be. I'm I'm not saying which team, but I think we see a team that plays on Wednesday playing on Friday. Yeah, if you guys want to look at the bracket, here it is. Um, you know, potentially. I mean, Idaho State has had you know they've had their moments late in the season. 
talked about Eastern Washington. Um, Northern Arizona is not a good team. And then Eastern has to take on Northern Colorado, who they have beat. Um, um, Northern Colorado versus Eastern. Those have been two close games uh, at Ewu Noco won 8783 uh, in Greeley. Uh, Ewu took it 8576. Both of those were late pull away games. Um, that if it's Ewu in Northern Colorado on Thursday, that's going to be a great nightcap. That, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. So I think you're right, Sean, that there is definitely an opportunity to see a team playing on Wednesday, potentially in the semifinal on Friday. And, and Iwu's good enough. I mean, you, you could see that and I haven't done all the, the scoreboard watching, but if Iwu beats Northern Colorado, I could see them playing in the title game. I think it'd be rough. I, I think they may lose in that title game, but I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. Yeah. Cause the thing you have to wonder about is, I mean, Eastern Washington has a very young team. And so, you know, fatigue, maybe less of a, of a factor for them, but still a factor having played on Wednesday, played on Thursday. Now you have to play on Friday and then you might have to play one more. You know, if you get through there, you got to play in the, in the championship game, you know, from a, a battered and beaten team coming up from the top, which uh, is going to be a very good squad. So doing some uh, more quick research right here. Um Looking at uh, Southern Utah swept both of their opponents that they may be facing in Portland State and Idaho State. A um, couple of close games. Uh, the game in Portland was an overtime winner. Um, if I recall correctly, Over uh, Portland State led much of that game. Um, but looking at, at that potential semifinal, if, if Chalk holds Southern Utah versus Northern Colorado, um, looking at the scoreboards here, um, at Southern Utah, Northern Colorado won 91-81. Um, and then won again in Greeley, 100-95. Wow. Um, but what a game. but Southern, Southern Utah has been coming on. I mean, they've, they've had a good uh, finish to the season. They're peaking at the right time. I think their uh, age and experience, they're, they're one of the more experienced teams with John Knight III, uh, who's just been... Uh, I swear he's been on that team for eight years now. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the short shorts, right? Um, and then Montana State also is an experienced team. Um, I there's a reason that they're number one and number two, but I it's going to be chaos. And and if you if you're a hoops fan and you just want to see chaos in a conference tournament, there's probably no better place to be than Boise, Idaho, it's on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this year. That's the one. And I think that's one of the things too, that we're kind of bringing up, especially with young teams. Like we're talking about Eastern Washington as a young team. The one thing young teams lack a lot is consistency. When it comes yeah. down to three games, they can go on a pretty good run right there. And um, one of the things is like, you know, we brought up Southern Utah and they've had an incredible time to peak, like just, you know, coming right at the end of that season, doing fantastic job. Um, but Portland state is a young team and they are one that, they're scrappy and they are weird. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play against them in the first round. That's one of those things. Like, I think there's a chance that we could see this game get a little bit, um, get a little bit different than what we're kind of expecting to happen. You know, the team that, that I'm interested to see um, is Idaho. Um, mm. Idaho, that Idaho Sac state game is going to be fantastic on Wednesday morning. Um a couple of things that go into that. It's a 9:30 a.m. tip-off, which is not normal for any of these kids. Nope. Um, it's the earliest conference tournament tip-off in Division One, um, as far as local time. 
Um, so you get your day started early on Wednesday. And if John Casper and the tournament committee is listening, uh, guru donuts for all the, the 10 yes, fans that are going to be in attendance for that one. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you know, give, give a little something back to the, to the 10 people that show up to that nine thirty AM, uh, tip off. But, uh, Idaho is a team that has surprised me in the last few weeks of the season. And I, it would not shock me. Like they're going to, they're, they're likely to lose to Montana state, but it wouldn't shock me to see that game be really, really close in the, in the waning minutes. And maybe something fluky happens and Idaho state ends up playing on Friday or not Idaho state. Pardon me. Idaho, the Vandals. I apologize to, to the Vandal fans out there. I was not trying to disrespect there. <laughs> well, I think the secret there and, and you know, Brian Marceau from our, our colleagues over at tubs, of the club, the Idaho podcast, um, They've made the point that if if the Vandals can shoot above fifty percent, they are very very competitive, right? That's how they beat Weber State. Um, they only went they only beat the Wildcats by four in Moscow, but it was enough because of the the, terif- the terrific play of Trevante Anderson and Mikey Dixon, right? Like those two dudes yeah. shot the lights out in that game, and because of that hot shooting, they were able to best the Wildcats on the road in a game that I think the Wildcats probably going in thought, yeah, we got this one in the bag. Well, they didn't because, you know, guarding the perimeter against those two dudes was really, really difficult. And then they continued that to go on and beat you uh, Montana. And I think they beat Iwu as well. And so, well, and they did beat Iwu um, at home. They beat Montana at home. That was, there's a three game stretch where they beat Weber, Montana and Iwu right back to back. They only had six conference wins, but four of those were in the last seven games of the season. Mm. And so it, they're a team that, that I, I, I want to refrain from saying that they're truly peaking, but they're playing really good basketball right now. And they have some magic numbers that, that you just mentioned, but I, they're not a team I'd want to see if I'm Sacramento state. I, I don't want to see Idaho right now. Yeah, because I look at Sac State and I go like, all right, what do you guys got? And um, I, I don't think it's a lot because, you know, I'm, I'm making sure that I got my my green teams separated here. Bryce Fowler playing at Portland State, right? I got that right? Simon's going to have to correct you. Yeah, that one would be, let me see. I just barely got off the roster page. Let me get back Sorry, to guys. It. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it's Portland State or if it's uh, Sac State. I think it's Portland State. Who was it again? Bryce Fowler, Bryce Fowler, the current reigning, you know, player of the week. Um, I'm, not, I'm not seeing him on here. He, he must be Sac State. So, I mean, if that's the case, um, then th- that's going to be a, a weapon that they have in, in that matchup. Right. Because, I mean, he's shown to be a very capable scorer, uh, a guy who can get out there. Yeah, it's Sac State. Bryce Fowler plays for Sac State. And so, yes, he's, he's averaging 18.7 points per game, third uh, in the big sky. Yeah. Uh, given given credit to Dalen Coons from Northern Colorado, who is the big sky scoring champ this year. Yeah. And so if you're Sac State, you have that in your back pocket to say that like that with um with they have that center, that big center. Colmagoma, I think, is the guy's name like. Mm-hmm. Those those two dudes can really do some damage, um, but like we said, you know, the secret to beating Idaho is you know keep them from sh- getting hot shooting behind the arc, but also just just keep guard play down because Tanner Christensen, he's he's okay. Like I th- I feel like Tanner Christensen is a very typical big sky big, right? Would you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's very much that kind of guy. Um, 
he's not going to be a huge presence in the paint. So long as you do a, a decent job of keeping him away from the basket, like you should be okay, but you really need to make sure that you're keeping Mikey Dixon and Travante Anderson down. Cause if you don't, they will burn you. And then, you know, you could definitely see Idaho moving on to take on Idaho or Montana state. And then, uh, then at that point, it's just a matter of, you know, seeing what kind of defense Montana state can play against them. So guys, let's make some predictions here. Let's start with the Sac state Idaho game. Who do you think wins? Going Idaho. I think Idaho is, I just, like we kind of talked about it earlier. I think they just kind of had a good little run lately. They beat Weaver state. And that was one of the things that kind of started off their run actually too, was like, we were like, Oh, they're they're not going to beat Weaver state. And then all of a sudden they come in and they, they take us out. Um, but they did really well after that. Um, and it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with a team that plays like that. Um, beating Eastern Washington, everything like that. Um, I think they'll handle Sac State pretty good and they'll be the ones playing, um, playing on Friday. So not Thursday, sorry, Thursday. There we go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like say, Oh, you're, you're taking my bet. I like it. I like it. Straight to the semis. Straight through the, the tubs of the club fellas will like that. No, I'm, 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 I'm on Idaho. I think they're playing really good basketball right now. They split the season series. Uh, Idaho won at home in overtime. Uh, Sack blew them out uh, in California. Uh, in the rematch. Um, but this is a different Idaho team. I think they're peaking at the right time. I think they get past Sacramento state. Um, but, and then they'll get the chance to play the regular season champs on Thursday. Um, yeah, I, I, Idaho for that one. He's going with Idaho. I'm a little bit torn guys, because I could definitely see sack maybe, you know, taking care of business and just making sure that they don't get hot and, and downing Idaho, um, you know, with a hot hand from Bryce Fowler. Um, but I think I'm kind of with you guys. I feel like momentum is with the Vandals, even though, you know, they, it wasn't like they just like won out, right? Like they did still lose some of their games on the, on the way through the end of the conference um, schedule. But I think I'm kind of with you guys. I, I, I like what the Vandals are doing. Uh, I like what Mikey Dixon and Travante Anderson can do uh, so long as they get going. And like we said, if they can shoot better than 50%, um, they should be able to handle what Sac State's going to throw at them. So I think it's going to no, be... I, I, I think we should give some credit to Sac State. Let's take a look at their last five or six games. Um, they In their last five, they're four and five with wins over ISU, Idaho, EWU, and Montana. Uh, and that Montana win was on the road. And I know Montana didn't have anything to play for. Um, but uh, uh, that, that's a, that, that's a good stretch for Sacramento um, to end the season. Uh, they had six straight losses before that, but uh, um, they, they turned it around in the last, last couple of weeks. Um, I, I still pick Idaho to win that one, but, uh, yeah. um, Sacramento isn't playing uh, slouchy basketball right now either. No. And I think that like, I, I watched that Iwu Sac state game, uh, that was at the nest in Sacramento. And, uh, it was a little bit of a weird game because Eastern, the offense just like wasn't working and I don't know why, like, and, and I think that the problem that Eastern has is when, when the offense isn't able to work they've got some sharpshooters, right? Like they have, you know, steel Venters, who's Mm -hmm. not only one of the best three point shooters in the conference, but in the country, right? I think he was shooting, I think he's shooting 43% from three. It was just like a dynamite number, right? It's just absolutely. And I think he's, he's a young kid. He's only like freshman or sophomore. It's like young, young kid. And so 
Like they've got some guys, but I think that the problem that they run into is if, if they're off, if it's not, it's not working for them. You can see a team like Sac State get them with really, really good guard play, right? And so, Ewell yeah, known- and, and in that game, Ewu went flat and didn't score for like five minutes in the second half yep. in like two different stretches um, where where the scoring was very minimal. So um, you're you're right, that was not typical EWU um, uh, fair for the team that they have. So, like you said, Sean, I mean, credit to Sac State, they they have some good dubs, and of course, a, a dub at Dahlberg is always difficult, right? We we know how difficult mm-hmm. that can be. Um, but yeah, I think I pick an Idaho. All right. So guys, let's talk about the next one. Um, let's talk about Portland State and um, Idaho State. Who are you taking in that one? Um, so I think one of the things is you always like, I go with Portland State, you know, obviously, you know, you're looking at the records and everything if you want to do that. Um, but my the re- main reason why I'm going with Portland State is because you can't predict what Idaho State is going to do. Like they could either... They could either come in and they could, you know, just get blown out, like, and we think nothing of it, or they come in and they beat Montana, or they come in and they sweep Idaho, like they have this season. They're like hard to predict. Um, But I think, barring, you know, just that roll of the dice randomness that is Idaho State, you got to go with Portland State. There's, it's it's a little bit more talented, a little bit more consistent. So that's where I have to go. Sean, what about so you? I'm 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 going to go with Portland State. Um, they swept the season series 63-55. Uh, uh, I believe that game was at Idaho State, and then uh, against uh, in Portland, that one went to overtime. Uh, but that was coming off a win uh, versus Weber State. That was a tough tough game, um, 81-75 uh, against the Wildcats. I, I think Portland State just has more firepower than than the Bengals do. Um, there's an old adage that used to be in pros, but I think the Idaho State Bengals are two years away from being two years away, right? And and they just got they've got so many holes and so many problems that they could you know show up and I think that's competitive for a half, but but uh, I, I think that's a, a Portland State uh, uh, dominated game. Well, and I think, Sean, that that's a fair synopsis, right? Because we saw that against, you know, the two games that they played, they played back-to-back games against the Wildcats and the game in the, at, at Reed Gym up in Pocatello, that first half, you know, they were competitive, right? Like they were, they were mm-hmm. really doing some stuff against the Wildcats. And it was like, oh no, did this become a trap game? Are the Wildcats going to lose this one? Uh, but then the second half showed up, Wildcats took care of business. And then it, it was basically, you know, three halves of that's not happening. And so they had, they were really yeah. competitive for that one first half. And then after that, um, it, it was the game was never in doubt, you know, both the, the remainder yeah. of that first game and all of the second game in you in Ogden. And so I think, though, that, that looking at this matchup, I think that the one X factor for the Bengals, because I lean toward the Bengals, because like you said, Simon, they can be unpredictable. Is Portland State the better, probably more talented team? Yes, probably true. Um, but I think the thing that is going to decide whether or not the Bengals can really get it going is Malik Porter. Malik Porter was really, really instrumental in that massive win over Montana uh, the Saturday uh, where the Wildcats lost to Montana state in Ogden and then began the woes of February. But um, I think that if Malik Porter is cooking against Portland state, I think the Bengals win because I expect Tariq cool to do a good job. Um, They've got some, they've got some guys who can shoot the ball. 
Uh, they've shown that they can beat teams like Idaho and take care of business, you know, but they've got some weird fluky losses too, right? Where it's like, well, if you were a good team, you should have beat them, but you didn't. So maybe you're not a good team, but that's what makes this tournament interesting, right? Is anything can happen? I think I'm going to go Idaho State on this one, fellas, but you're probably right that the Vikings win it. So then let's talk about the final one. Iwu, Northern Arizona. I mean, I think, is there, is there any question here, fellas? No. No, no, he was he was going to take this one. Um, Northern Arizona, and and all credit to my mentor uh, Patrick, but uh, they're not the best basketball team this year. They've lost seven straight Big Sky Conference games, and and if you go back, they're they're they've lost nine of the last ten uh, games. Their last win coming at Montana. So Dahlberg's not the fortress that it was once a long time ago for, for them. Yeah. So, uh, I, the smart money here is on Iwu. Um, but, uh, I, I think, uh, NAU is just playing out the string. They're ready to call it a season and, and go home. And, and frankly, if, if, you know, if this were old school, big sky basketball tournament, they wouldn't even be in the field. Yeah. I mean, the thing here is NAU is a is a two pony show, right? NAU is Jalen Cohn, who is great, and is Nick Maines, who is great. And that's it. That's what they are, and that's why they're losing. That's a lot the of list because that's the two guys that they have. And I think it's so crazy because you know last year they had Cameron Shelton, they had Luke Avdolovich, you know, both. You know, it was the same movie different guys mm-hmm. right but you know it's like they got these two guys and that's what they got and uh they are not they're not going to be able to put it together and it was a very dangerous team like i said like this is a young and competitive team they beat the wildcats and Cheney. um they were ready to play that game and they won and i think that like like sean said the smart money's on iwu iwu is a dangerous team that i could definitely see in the semifinals or even the finals on this side of the bracket um they're scrappy and so my money's on on Eastern for sure, uh, but they'll be they'll be heavily favored. I, I I definitely think Eastern's the team that 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 plays on Wednesday that we could see on Friday. Um, they've got a pass to, that they could go there. Um, they split the season series with Northern Colorado. Uh, that's going to be a really good matchup on on Thursday if if Ewu wins on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see Northern Arizona doing anything in this tournament. No. Um, so guys, let's, let's go to the next level then. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. Do I want to go back to the bottom of this, of this here and say, okay, we, we think it's Iwu Northern Colorado. Let's, let's start there guys. Cause I think that that's likely the matchup, right? Iwu against Northern Colorado. And so what do you guys think if that's the matchup? Um, wins that one they they split the season series each team winning on the road um but it's been you know 87 83 87 or 85 76 two very very close games uh for each of those teams um i that's an entertaining game um again we'll bring out the the coin uh, you could flip a coin on that one and and i i wouldn't be shocked if either team won that one um i didn't i'm gonna go out i'm gonna say you Ewu wins against northern colorado Okay. So I'm what about you? Yep. Yeah. So that's the way I'm leaning on that one. Um, I completely agree. I think you look at that game, that just barely um, happened about the 24th. Um, and you have five starters first off on Iwu who scored double digits, which 
you know, right there. Um, beat that, right? Tough to beat that. And then just dominated on rebounds. It's one of those things where, you know, you look at those three forwards um, in at least the third, um, uh, Allegri and Price, and they're players that can, like, you know, put put up double-double um, double numbers. And I just don't know how you really compete against that extremely well, how you, how you put up a consistent performance against it. Could Northern Colorado come out and win this game? Sure. And they probably, you know – I I wouldn't bet against them, but I'm going to pick Eastern Washington in this one solely because I think, you know, you get that small ball lineup on the other side. And I do not believe in small ball, especially at this level right here. Um, I think the defensive scheming that's in college basketball, everything like that is just so finely tuned that it's really hard for a team to come in with four guards starting up and then beat a team that's playing a lot bigger. So I'm going with the, I'm going with Eastern Washington. Okay. Well, fellas, I think we're going to, I'm going to break ranks with you here um, because I think that Northern Colorado is going to Eastern. We've talked about how they're a good team. I've talked about that all season, how they're a team that is going to contend for a conference championship next year. Um, They're a young team They're but they're a well-coached team. But I think looking at what Northern Colorado has, they have Drew Cuxhausen, who is probably, you know, I think Drew is the, best three point shooter in the conference. If not, he's right behind, you know, I think he's right there next to steel vendors at 43%. Um, they have the, the conference, you know, leader, they have the conference scoring champion in Dalen Koontz, who is likely to be announced as conference player of the year. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Um, I don't know. I feel like, and especially that, that, that final game for the bears on the road at the brick in Bozeman losing to Montana state on a wild three point shot from Raekwon battle to, you know, put them over. And, you know, that was the, that was crazy. Center. That was a crazy play. Right. But it took that crazy play because they had Montana state on the ropes and you can say, yeah, well, but there were certain key players that didn't play, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, talk, talk, talk. Okay. That's fine. But I wonder how much that helps their psyche to say, okay, we lost that. Let's bounce back. And so for me, I actually want to break ranks with you guys here. And I think Northern Colorado takes this one. Iwu uses that as learning opportunity. And I think that we see Eastern Washington in the semifinals or the finals next season. Well, I, the only thing that I'm going to push back with you on Colby is that uh, uh, in their last matchup, Northern or Iwu held Northern Colorado to 35% shooting from three point and then shot 45% themselves. Um, and uh, as a team, um, let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, that's, that's a fair criticism, right? Because if, uh, when we saw this, when the Wildcats went to Greeley to play them in the bank, yeah. that if, if NOCO cannot shoot the three, they are in huge trouble. Yeah. And that, and that's really where I was going to say is, is the game plan obviously was to hold them from three point land. They did that job very nicely uh, against the bears in their last matchup. So I, that's where I think the, the, and that's where most games turn, right? You play a little bit of defense, you can play on the perimeter. Um, you can, you can hold that, uh, team down and it was just an off shooting night for Northern Colorado, but, uh, they're usually shooting well above 35% as a team for the season from three and, and to hold them to that, uh, was a big, big deal for, for Iwu. So that's, that's why I think Iwu has that. And that, that game was recently, it's a, it's a confidence builder. Um, but that's going to be a great game. I don't, you can again, flip a coin. Um, but I think Iwu comes in with, with, uh, uh, the momentum and, and, and a chance to win. Yeah. 
Well, fellas, we're running out of time here, so let's go quickly through the remainder of these matchups. I kind of want to make my way through the rest of the bracket, so we've got a few more games to talk about. Um, really quickly, um, let's bring the graphic back up here. SUU would face the winner of of Portland State or Idaho State. Who do you have in that matchup? Portland State. Portland State. Sean. No, 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 not Portland State. Uh, Southern Utah. Well, oh. Southern Utah beats the winner of whoever yeah. that is. Sean, how do you feel? Yeah, I, I think Southern Utah does. They swept the, the season series against Southern. The closest game was in Portland, again, 85-82 in an overtime game. Um, but uh, I like where Southern Utah is. They get up for the tournament. Um, and they've got the motivation. They want to be the team that they want to finish first in their last year in the big sky. Um, so so they've got a real strong motivation there. I, I And they've been playing great the last few weeks of the season. So um, my uh, pick there would be Southern Utah, regardless of who they play. Yeah, I mean the birds were the number one seed last year, and I think they got their hearts broken in the in the second round. Did they get bounced in the second round? Was that right? Or, or they got they beaten? They got beaten the semis. They didn't make it to the, to the championship uh, game. I'd have to look that up. Give me just a but yeah. A so I think here. that you know that leaves a bad taste in their mouth, and they remember like, yeah, well, you were the number one seed and you blew it. You didn't even get to play in the championship game. So take care of business, right? So I think you're right. I think the birds get the winner of that. Um, let's close out this side of the bracket presumably Southern Utah versus Iwu. That's what you guys are thinking. How do you like that matchup? I'm going Southern Utah. A great game. I, I, sorry, Simon. Uh, a, a really great game. Um, but I but I think uh, Northern Colorado, uh, or pardon me, Southern Utah punches the ticket to the finals if they make the semis. Okay. Simon, you think yeah. it's the birds as well? I think so too. Um, I think one of the things is, you know, we talk about the strengths of Eastern Washington and we see those exact same strengths over on Southern Utah, but on an older team. Um, and it's just going to be one of those things where that experience wins out. I think they're, they've got that chip on their shoulder still. And um, I think, I think I see them in the, in the championship right there. So. Okay. Well, let's go up to the top guys, the game. Wildcats versus Grizz. How do you think it shakes out? I, I'm going to be a homer. Go Wildcats. I, Fair enough. They break the streak of one and done um, at, at the 2022 Big Sky Tournament. Simon, what about you? I'll go Wildcats too. I it, it's hard going going against history, and you know that's the that's the kryptonite. But um, we're a more talented team. I'll say it. Like I think we're the most talented team in the conference we should win this game. So I'm going to go Wildcats as well. And Montana's a vulnerable team. Look at who they've lost to this season. They, yep. they are vulnerable. The Wildcats just need to play their game and pull it together um, and keep the gas on. If, if they're up by, if they get a 10 point lead, they just need to keep the gas on rather than letting it up. And that's one of the things that we saw in that Southern Utah game too, was that, you know, you see this, um, they have to chase from behind once they get into that, you know, second half right there a little bit more. And they're not the team that can do that. They're not the team that can chase from behind. They have to dominate early. So if they can dominate early, we got we got Montana right there. And I think that that'll be a good little victory right there. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to take the Wildcats guys, but um, it's for a reason that we haven't mentioned here, and it's because Mac Anderson will not be playing for the Grizz mm -hmm. now. Mac Anderson played in both the games, uh, and they were close games, right? Like. You know, the yeah. buzzer beater uh, up in up in Montana, uh, you know, for the New Year's and then down in Ogden, uh, it was a close one. And so I think that with Mac Anderson out that the loss of that of one of their key defenders and a big front court presence for the Grizz 
hurts them in a way that, you know, maybe they, maybe Dante Bassett has an opportunity. Now, you know, Dante Bassett was obviously in some pain in that last game. Um, and so I, but I think that the loss of Mac Anderson probably plays a factor and a role in the Wildcats potentially, you know, breaking the curse and getting through the Grizz in the second round. So I'm with you guys. I think I'm going to take the Wildcats, but I mean, history is not on our side. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about history for a second, Kobe. I mean, you're playing against the jerseys. You're playing against this team that has beat you so many times, but we've got a lot of grad transfers, a lot of transfers that have come into this team. They don't have that history with Montana that that we do as fans. And so I, I think that they there's there's not the fear I don't think Kobe McEwen fears Montana. I, no I don't way. think Dante Bassett fears Montana, right? I I, I think that's I more of a Kobe fan McEwen thing than anybody. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, I I think Dylan Jones, um, he he's got the chip. He's got he's he wants to 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 beat the Grizzlies. So I I think that's more of a, us as fans that are, they're reading into that that fear of the Grizzlies and the kryptonite. I don't think the players have that now. Randy Ray as a coach may have that because he's got the institutional knowledge and that coaching staff, but I, I, I'm not going to speak for Randy and I, and I don't think he would admit to that if we were to ask him. Well, I mean, like we said, obviously, you know, there's, there's all of that, but would love to see the Wildcats get the dub and get to the semifinals. Um, other matchup guys, Montana state taking on the winner of, uh, was it, was it Idaho and Sac state? Was that yeah. right? Yeah, Idaho yeah just State. just pencil Montana State through. Yeah, so so you're gonna you're gonna say regardless of who wins the Montana State or the Montana Weaver game, they will beat whoever that is in the semifinal. I I, I think if Idaho plays Montana State, that game is close late in the second half. But pencil Montana State through. Okay, Simon, where are you at on that? I'm the same way right there. Um, I think one of the things is. Um, I think Weaver State has enough talent to beat them. I think they could, um, but I just see Montana State winning that game right there. Um, and I see him beating Southern Utah in the end too. Um, it's just one of those things where I think Montana State has a has a much better team. And um, congrats if they win the win the conference championship and move on to the big dance. So It'd be the first time for them in 26 years that they get yeah. to go dancing and be conference champions. Yep. So, so uh, this is where I'm at. Whoever, whoever plays uh, against Montana State, on uh, whoever wins out of the Montana State, and, and whether it's Weber, whether it's Montana, whoever wins that semifinal wins the title. Yeah, I, I believe that too. And and I, I'm going to disagree with you guys because I think that if the Grizz beat the Wildcats and then go on to play Montana State in the semis, I think the Grizz actually win that game. And then I think that that oh, I, I could, in the championship yeah. game. And, uh, and I think that um, they might struggle against an SUU um, or, you know, potentially an EWU, but I think that they will get it done on the big stage. And that feels really weird and sad to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, you know, uh, the, the most vulnerable Grizz team that we've seen in a while is still the conference champion. Not my favorite, but they step up and, and Travis to cure. He, he loves the big stage. He he loves, loves those opportunities and, and prepares his teams well for it. His teams always do well in the conference tournament. And even though they're down and then like we were down is fifth place, right? Um, there's, there's green teams in the big sky that would kill for a fifth place finish once in a while. And then, and, and Montana's down right mm -hmm. <laughs> at fifth place. For sure. 
All right, fellas. So, uh, you know, we've talked through it. Um, we've decided what we're doing and uh, we, it looks, sounds like, you know, from, from the looks of it, you guys are crowning Montana state as the champs to go dancing. Um, I think that if, I don't know, I think that if, if the Grizz get them, I think that the Grizz become conference champions, but I don't know, man, we'll see what happens, but good to chat through this. Obviously uh, just, just for the folks who aren't sure uh, the Wildcats will be playing on Thursday and that game is at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and so uh, all of that stuff's on ESPN Plus and by the way I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch any of the women's games but um, uh, Big Sky Courtside what do you guys think of that? I think it's so great what they're doing I haven't watched any of that uh, so I can't speak to it so basically it's um, I don't know who they're going to have oh wait uh, they announced who it was going to be on the men's side but uh, on the women's side it is Mary Lou's Cook uh, doing, you know, the the after and uh, halftime mm-hmm. shows of sorts. And uh, it's Carla Taylor, former Weber State women's head basketball coach. Carla Taylor is her uh, is her anchor mate uh, on the women's side. And on the men's side, it was a guy who had um, won at Boise State in the 90s. I forgot what his name was. But uh, but anyway, it's it's really good. And it's good to see that the conference continue to innovate and kind of add its own, you know, stamp to the media side. I think that that's what the conference needs. And I mean, I'm, I've been super impressed with, you know, Commissioner Tom Wistersell and and co. They've done a really great job. Would you all agree? Yeah. If you've never been to the conference tournament, it's a first class production. Uh, Boise's the, the, the arena there is a great facility. Um, it's the perfect size for, for a conference this size. Um, there, it's right downtown. There's lots of things to do, lots of places to get a bite to eat between before, after games. Um, they try to make it a festival atmosphere. You get out on the Grove and they've got booze and things for people to do. Um, if you, I, I know there's many people on this panel or have spoken on this panel that are anti, uh, neutral site conference tournament, but really it is a lot of fun and it, and it makes, and it makes for a great atmosphere. Um, and, and just face facts, the conference is never going back to on-campus sites. So, so lean into it and, and show up at Boise. It's a great time. Um, there's a reason that I've done it every year. Um, and, and not just because my association with this show, but, but before as a fan, uh, go up. It's, it's a lot of fun to sit there and just Jones out on some basketball and the big sky is good every year. And, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun Two two good games Thursday and uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, those big days with seven games across the two games or two days. And, uh, and then you get into the semifinals and, and things tighten up and it's always, always fun to be in arena for those types of games. Um, even if your team loses and it's, it's fun to see the fans from the other, the other schools and, and uh, and obviously Montana travels well. Um, you're, we're going to see a lot of people from Montana State this year. Um, uh, Weber usually travels well if they're winning. Uh, if Weber plays in the semifinal or final, uh, Weber is a slow build. They build throughout the weekend traditionally. Um, uh, but uh, um, it, it's going to be an interesting, interesting, and like I said, chaotic tournament this year. So I'm I'm way excited uh, to travel up there, and you guys will see me in arena 9:30 a.m on Wednesday for that, uh, opener. Yep. Can't wait. Well, Simon Mortensen from the signpost at Weber state and Sean Lewis want to thank you both for taking some time to chat about the conference tournament. Like we said, Wildcats will be taking on Montana at two 30 PM mountain standard time on ESPN plus, or just show up in Boise. Sean will be there. He'll say what's up. Simon will be there too. Say what's up. Actually, actually, Simon, right. you, you, you're going home, right? You're going home. I go home after women's Emily goes up for men's. So right, yep. well, 
Yeah, if you've listened to the show and you, and, and you know Emily, she'll be up there as well from the signpost. And so say what's up to her. And uh, no doubt, plenty of good folks. I'm sure uh, President Brad Mortensen will be there. He's always up there. And so uh, say what's up to them and the good folks at the conference. Um, so guys, let's wrap it up like we usually do. We'll say it. Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 Oh, well, cats. Oh, 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 oh,